Hello, wonderful. I've missed you. I was gone last weekend. I took a hiatus slash mental health break. Shout out to therapy. But I am back. Vogue did a feature on Savannah. They did an entire piece on a wedding in Tybee Island. So, you know, I had to get the wedding expert to come and speak to us today because Savannah's kind of like the wedding mecca of America, followed by Las Vegas. And she's a boss, she's a Slytherin, she's an INFJ. She's also the owner of Camila's Bridal Shop. Give it up for Nikki O'Connell. Hey, Hello. Hey, Nikki. Your name is not Camila. No, uh, the shop is named for the Southern flower, Camellia. Camellia. Yes, and uh, I wanted to have um, a name that reflected its Southern roots. I love mm. flowers. And they're definitely associated with weddings. Does anyone ever come to you saying, "Who is Camelia? Is this your daughter?" All the time. Is this all the some time? Deceased and a lot of people, relative. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people call me Camelia or Camille or Camilla, but no, it's a flower. I'm Nikki. Oh. <laughs> and some people they remember losing their virginity like it was yesterday. Do you remember your first bridal sale? Absolutely. It was our opening day. And really? I was by myself. I hadn't hired a consultant yet. And my first bride bought a dress, which was very exciting. Aww. It was a great way to start. Our, our start was at not the most auspicious time because mm. I had signed a lease in January of 2020. Who oh. knew what was coming? <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. So we were supposed to open in April, opened in May, mm -hmm. and first year was tough, but we got through it. Luckily, people were still falling in love and getting married, even if on a much smaller scale. And I had a friend who also, same thing, got married during the pandemic. She just kind of canceled the big thing. Right. She, and she just did like a very, very small, intimate wedding spaced out. I don't... I don't think it was her dream wedding, but you could tell the people who still got married, they just did it out of love. They just right. wanted to be married. Exactly. So I I think that's like a fun way to go. It definitely is. And a lot of those people then had a big celebration a year or two years later yeah. just to have their friends and have a big party. And in some ways that might have been nicer because there wasn't all the stress. That's true, too. Have you ever seen the show Say Yes to the Dress? I have. One of my daughters started watching it when she was about I don't know 12 or 13 so it was always on in the background when I used to walk into the den so I well I don't think I've ever sat and watched an entire episode I certainly mm. have seen a lot of little bits and pieces of it would you is it real do you think no no <laughs> a lot of it is not real Mm. The conflict, they it, it's like any reality TV show. They want the drama. Mm -hmm. We do have some drama, but not nearly as much as it is on the show. And we don't have, mostly we do not have bridezillas. When we have problems, it's actually more their mothers. Oh, you deal with momsters. <laughs> yes, oh. exactly. I don't know which one I would, which one is, I would rather take a bridezilla or a momster. I think I'd take a bridezilla over a momster oh. any day. <laughs> Even though I'm the momster age, it's still, uh, <laughs> it's tricky. There was this one episode on there where the mom wanted a particular type of dress, something more conservative. Mm -hmm. The daughter wanted something more new age and 
the mom was the one footing the bill. Right. So the bridal consultant was like trying to please them both. That's very tough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you go to? Who do you kind of console in that situation? We really try to side with the bride and we tell her it's her wedding and she should be able to wear whatever she wants. But obviously, if if mom's paying for it, she is going to have to compromise a little bit. And sometimes you can compromise if if the original ceremony, say, is in the church, Mm. Um, any kind of church, then maybe a cover up can be worn. And then take, take it, it off, off for the reception and have the let the bride be a little bit more herself at that point. And you you probably have a lot of patience because you're dealing with emotions. Yes, every day. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. I was a photographer uh, for many years before. I've always been a retailer on and off, and I've had photo studios and photo studios inside mm. a children's store that that I owned also. Yeah, and I specialized in in babies and children and dance photography. But you have to have a lot of patience when you're working with small children. So that probably helped a lot. It probably did. What's kind of, I know you said it's not like the show. You've seen some drama, but not to that extent. What is the wildest or the strangest thing you've seen at your store? Wow. Um, (laughs) We have had a bride come in who was getting married two hours later. And she happened to find a dress off the rack that she was the perfect size, the perfect height. She uh, it was a small like city hall ceremony. Okay. Uh, She borrowed our little bouquet, nosegay bouquet to borrowed uh, for her borrowed. (laughs) Okay. And um, that that was kind of crazy, but it worked. That that's pretty amazing. So it was kind of a shotgun wedding. Well, not the true definition of a shotgun, shotgun wedding, wedding, but um, something, definitely something put together uh, very quickly. <laughs> Did she say why they... they? It, it was, it, over the past couple of years, it, a lot of COVID weddings have happened that way where people just decided, you know what, we don't want to wait. Let's just go ahead and do it. Maybe we'll have a party later. And that very bride actually was came back into the shop on Friday and now she is going to have a big party and she ordered a pair of embellished high tops which is something oh. that I specialize in I custom make embellished sneakers they're us- usually converse but I can do anybody's shoes vans cowboy boots whatever and you have a repeat customer oh so yes that, that- and we love that okay so that one was kind of like the most dramatic one which one did do you have a most heartfelt moment that you kind of remember? I would say sometimes we have brides who have recently lost a family member. Mm. And that, that's the hardest. Um, they're happy. They're getting married. They're marrying the love of their life. But, but. their mom or their dad or their grandparent is not going to be there. And that's there's a lot of tears when that mm. happens. And... Uh, I'm I'm a total sap. I'll get choked up just talking about it, but uh, uh, we you and me we both. cry along with them too. So, <laughs> <laughs> and we usually work on something like a, we recommend a small piece of a, maybe a, a garment, something from the, their lost family member that you can sew in a heart shape on the inside of their gown, something like that. Oh, so you guys you order the dresses from a second party. 
Yes. And then do you guys tailor the dresses? We do not do the alterations. Okay. Uh, we have five different seamstresses in the area that mm. we work with and we send our brides to. They, they can go anywhere, but most brides don't know seamstresses, so almost all of them use one of our recommendations. Initially, in the, the first year or so, we did have a seamstress who was working with us. Um, and she was great, but she was a SCAD grad student. She mm. left to go to New York to be a costume designer. Uh, and, um, New York. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to fill her boots, uh, that was impossible. And I realized that the best seamstresses had their own shops. And so that's when mm. we switched to the model of just telling the bride, here's five different people. They're all good. Choose one of those people. Yes. And how do you how do you decide? Because there's always trends in wedding dresses, too. Yes. How, how do you decide which wedding dress designers um, to pick from and which one kind of get the boot? When I first opened the shop... I had been working as a bridal accessory designer, mm -hmm. and um, I, I came to Savannah nine and a half years ago, um, had been working as a photographer. I didn't want to be a wedding photographer. I kind of went back to my roots, my first boutique in New York City. Um, I made almost everything in it, and I was specializing in lace-covered high tops and lace on denim jackets it was the mid 80s right at oh. when madonna was getting big so it was everything a good time for that everything was big exactly our hair oh uh, right <laughs> the shoulders now, of our wedding i'm dresses. doing 80s hair today i think <laughs> i love it i love it so i said well i love lace weddings are huge in savannah so i taught myself how to make a wedding veil and i opened an etsy shop and what i got known for on etsy uh, were actually garter sets and the custom high tops. Mm. I enjoyed it, but I wanted to be able to work with the brides one-on-one. -on -one. So I went into a newly opened bridal shop that uh, they just carried my wedding accessories and I was able to do work it that with the way. brides personally and I was there for almost three years I learned a lot about the bridal industry it was somewhat poorly run by an absentee owner and I kind of mm. decided you know what I've had retail stores before and now I feel like I kind of know the wedding business so I'm going to open my own and that's how Camellia Bridal was born and the first line that I decided to carry which is Justin Alexander was because I knew the rep from being at this other bridal shop and I completely trusted her to guide me and help me buy the first time. And she did. And Justin Aww. Alexander is still our best line. Uh, Justin is the, the name brand. He has five different lines. We carry them. We carry all five and, uh, and we still love them. We have picked up other lines along the way. We also carry Maury Lee, Allure, and Maddie Lane. And Da Vinci Bridal was another line that I started with initially because they had one-month delivery, which Ooh. is unusual for yeah. a bridal line. But I knew in Savannah, 
between COVID and a lot of military weddings happen quickly when they're getting transferred or something. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you, you got to be married if you want your expenses picked up, all of that. And they do. And, yep. <laughs> so that's why I picked up Da Vinci initially also. And you do accessories. You do, I do. shoes. Shoes, I feel like, has changed with the times. Definitely. Accessories. Have you seen any changes? Like, I, I went on your website. I was obsessed with <laughs> the white hat. But I do the hats. I love the hats. I love the hats. I make them mostly for styled shoots. Yes. Because when we're working with photographers, they, they want something different. We want something to stand mm. out in mm. a photograph. So I don't have a lot of brides wearing hats, but I have made some custom hats, mostly on cowboy hats. Mm. Um, I've done a few fedoras, but we do get some lovely girls from rural Georgia who want to get married in their white cowboy boots and their white hat that's embellished with flowers and maybe a little veil on the side so that's a lot of fun you know even though that's not my personal style i really appreciate that they're making it unique to themselves absolutely yeah do you see what is kind of the trends you've seen with shoes how should we buy shoes for our dresses give us some tips my main tip is to be comfortable mm. and don't torture yourself unless you love wearing high heels do not torture yourself with a pair of high heels it, why, why do that? You're going to be on your feet for at least eight hours, probably. Oof. Yeah. And I've heard that depending on, like, the length of your dress is, like, how you should get the heels. Well, actually, it goes the other way around. You oh. buy your shoes, and they always bring your shoes to the first uh, alterations appointment. They won't even touch your dress if you don't have your shoes. So they're going to hem your dress to the height of your shoes. And then what kind of accessories are you seeing nowadays? Uh, brides are going for big blingy earrings, generally. Mm. We usually say big earrings, no necklace, especially if they have lace on their bodice. You've kind of got enough going on. Don't, don't over-accessorize. Coco seeing... Chanel agrees with you. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes, always remove one piece before you leave the house. Um, we're seeing... Fewer of uh, the blingy belts, things like that. I do make bridal sashes, but haven't been selling those as much lately. Mm. And I used to make all our veils. I actually don't anymore because once our store got busy, I don't have time to make veils anymore. I still, I, I managed to fit in the garters and the shoes and the hats, but that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> do people ever come in shopping alone? I Occasionally. And then we tell them we're going to be your girl gang for the day. And we also do a lot of FaceTiming. So if, if they have parents or friends who couldn't be there, we're going to we'll hold the phone them. for them and help them FaceTime. But sometimes girls realize that having four or five or six different opinions is mm. not the best thing. I, I After watching Say Yes to the Dress, I kind of agree. <laughs> and I think that... I also just love fashion, so I think I wouldn't mind going alone so everyone can be surprised by right. what I pick. Exactly. I don't think it's as taboo of a thing. We should make that a little bit more mainstream. I, I would agree with you. And, and we find it a little easier, I have to admit, when the bride doesn't have a lot of people. But I will literally almost tell off the people that she brings if they start doing things like offering opinions before the bride gives hers. 
because uh. if the bride comes out and she's all happy and she's loving this gown and somebody says, oh, it looks like my grandma's lace curtains. Or mm. mom says, honey, that's not the most flattering dress for you. She just deflates. It's oh. so awful to see. Mm. And, and after the bride goes back to the dressing room, I will say to them, bride's opinion comes first. And if she mm. likes the dress, zip it. Don't want to hear it from you. If she doesn't like the dress, say whatever you want. I could care less. I didn't make it. But <laughs> it's fine. It's fabric. It doesn't have feelings, as one of my consultants, Leonessa, loves to say. And when they come in with their, I, I don't even know if I should say entourage. It's like almost. It is like, an entourage. Yeah, they're with their <laughs> entourage. They say, "Oh, you know, I don't know what I want," um, but you say, "Okay, what's your price range?" Yes. What is kind of? I heard that the average cost of a wedding dress is twenty five hundred, a ballpark. I would say that's that's a little above what we see. Okay. Um, we don't go over 26 at this point in my shop. One of my goals was to have a shop with beautiful dresses that didn't cost an arm and a leg. So mm. I started with a cap of 2000 We have pushed it up a little bit because everything got more expensive over the last year. Mm-hmm. And we'll probably end up going up to around three. But our average price is closer to 18. That's pretty good. It is pretty good. And we have beautiful dresses. A lot of times, the only difference between our lines and Pernovios or, you know, the really well-known lines is a designer name. It is not... It's not quality, in the quality of the fabric or the construction. Now we also have a lower price line. We don't advertise it, but we do get brides coming in with a budget under a thousand dollars, and we want to be able to find them a dress too. Oh, and you can tell a difference in the quality of a dress mm. that is under a thousand dollars. But once you get above a thousand, a lot of times you can't tell. So okay, she comes in. She goes, I want a dress under $1,000. Tries on the dresses, doesn't like it, goes, uh, maybe I'll get one. Uh, maybe I'll look up a price right. range. That that does happen. And then tries on a dress, loves it, but she can't afford it. But she's already put it on. Well, we encourage Bright. We always ask their budget. Mm-hmm. And if they want to try on a dress, we're going to pick dresses from the rack. We We go to the rack with the bride. We look at the dresses together. Okay. We try not to show them the more expensive dresses. We have over 200 dresses, so we're not going to look at every single dress in the store. We're going to kind of pick and choose based on what kind of vibe the bride is looking for, if she even knows. Uh, On say yes to the dress, because the woman did that, and the consultant was like, you should never put on a dress if you can't afford it. Right. Because you're going to be so disappointed. So we try, we do try to avoid that. We're always going to ask if somebody says, oh, can I try that one? And I say, well, you know, you said your budget was 12 and this dress is 1924. Is that okay? Sometimes there actually is wiggle room in that budget because they just picked a number out of a hat because they really didn't know. And sometimes it's like, no, I have a hard budget of 1,000, 1,200, whatever it is. And we say, great, we'll, we're going to look at dresses that are under that. We also have a sample rack because dresses get discontinued. We can't mm-hmm. order them again. Now we have a sample that's still in good shape. That goes on the sample rack. It does need to fit the bride. So within two sizes, you don't want to alter more than two sizes up or down. 
but that's a lower cost alternative. How do you decide when to discontinue it? Are you kind of- We don't discontinue it, the designers do. Okay. Now we do have dresses that we just feel like they've, they're not as popular anymore. Brides aren't trying them on anymore. And so in that case, we might put it on the sample rack, but then if somebody sees it there, loves it, it's not their size, then maybe we we can still order it for them. Not at the discounted price, of course, but. Mm. (laughs) But you get what you pay for. Exactly. So once they order it, how long does it take to then If it's being made from scratch, if it wasn't in stock with the designer, six to eight months. And a lot of brides don't realize that. You should start shopping about a year ahead of time. You Mm. want to start your alterations about three months from your wedding. The seamstresses don't like to do it before that because you could gain weight, you could lose weight. You don't want to do your alterations mm -hmm. twice. You'll pay for them twice if you do that. I was going to ask, so the alterations, because they, I don't know if you've ever heard of this, sometimes they get like pregnant. Oh, we've her. had a lot of pregnant brides. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. We have. We oh. have. And, uh, you know, uh, what no do you judgment do? whatsoever. No, no, no judgment. Yeah. It's definitely. I, wor- but I, what do you do with the dress? You've got a little thing now, a little right. bun. You either postpone the wedding, and oh. some of our brides have done that, if they were able to with their venue, their photographer, maybe they hadn't gotten that far in planning. Sometimes you just end up with a dress. Um, there are no returns in bridal. I was going to ask, has anyone oh, ever not. tried to return? Of course they try, but oh. no, the answer is no. Um, unfortunately, the way our business works, we, we would go out of business if we allowed people to do that. But there is a pretty good resale market for dresses. We mm-hmm. recommend Facebook Marketplace. Um, some of the, the popular online resale Resale oh, places yeah. will take wedding dresses. So there is something you can do. But definitely. And that's not a you thing. That's like a common in bridal industry. Yes. Like oh, no, absolutely. Yeah. I, it is very, probably David's is the only one that takes returns maybe for a few weeks, but not indefinitely, that's for sure. But David's is a national chain. Um, David's Bridal? Yes. Yeah. And I... I have to say, you're not going to get the same experience if you go to David's. It's it's more like shopping in Grand Central Station. And mm, not their the quality same. is nowhere near what any of the other shops and in Bayshore. We're, yeah. we're not bashing the competition. This is literally talking about Walmart of, right, of exactly. bridles. <laughs> They're the Walmart of bridles. <laughs> I have nothing but good things to say about the other bridal shops in New York. There's Ivory and Bow. There's White Magnolia, and there's Love Curvy Savannah. And all great. Support local, guys. Support local. Exactly. And, okay, I don't know if this is still a thing. I saw it on there. It's it's fairly impossible for them to, like, rip or stain a dress while trying it on. Oh, we have, uh, oh. we just completed our latest mending list, um, which had over 25 dresses on it. So, and both uh, my main consultant, my lead consultant, Leonessa, and I sew. So we can repair dresses. They're not major rips or anything. It's just hooks and eyes come off. Um, Sometimes seams split when a size 18 is trying to fit into a size 10 dress. It happens. Uh, Do they have to pay? No. 
Okay. No. What if, and you guys don't have, I've seen this in the movies. I don't even know if this is a thing anymore, but like people drink champagne while trying on dresses. Oh, we do have that. You do? do? (laughs) They bring it themselves. But what Um, if they spill? They have spilled on the floor before, but I have to say nobody's ever spilled on a dress. dress. They are careful around the dresses. The only drawback for us is sometimes a group gets a little rowdy when they're all (laughs) drinking a little too much champagne. And uh, they're a lot harder to control in terms of, you know, setting themselves to the task at hand, which is helping the bride find her dress rather than just having a big party. Yeah, to them it's like a pre-bridal shower. Right. And Mm. you, You guys sell bridal dresses, but do you sell bridesmaids dresses? We do not. No um, kids' dresses, no, no dogs. We don't have room for it, really. And um, there is a specialty shop in town, Bella Bridesmaids. They're super nice people. They mm. have bridesmaids' dresses. You can get them at David's. Um, <laughs> and for bridesmaids, there are also some good online options. I wouldn't recommend buying your bridal dress online. No. But bridesmaids, they there's Azazi. There's uh, Beholden has... A few uh, bridesmaids dresses. I I personally am not the biggest fan of bridesmaids because I feel like it adds more stress. It but, absolutely does. You are correct. <laughs> <laughs> but I understand the tradition behind it. Mm-hmm. Do you, and I feel like there's still so much money there if you include that into right. your store. Do you guys think you'll ever expand into that in the future? No. No, oh, absolutely <laughs> not. It is not. A bi- I experienced that when I was at that first bridal shop and um, not a business I would want to be in. <laughs> oh, I can imagine. Tracking down all those girls to get their measurements, to get paid. It's a nightmare. And, then they- <laughs> and bless the people that are willing to do that because I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> do you have, when I do see it though, I do like seeing it when they're all identical mm-hmm. um just because i think it's less distracting it takes True. away from the bride but do you have a favorite trend that you're seeing now with bridesmaids one of the trends is definitely to have all the same color but different styles yeah and I've seen that because you know sometimes what looks good on one girl doesn't look good on another and That's you stressful. want them to feel comfortable oh and, my gosh and have a dress that they feel is flattering yeah even if let's let's tell the truth they're never going to wear it again <laughs> but they still want to feel like they look good at the wedding they're walking down the aisle people are looking at them so letting them choose their own style i think is can be a good idea just coordinate the color yeah <laughs> to make sure it's all the same now Wedding styles, I mean, before it was pretty much engraved in stone what you're going to wear if you're an attendee, what you're going to wear if you are in the wedding. Now it's very fluid. And we love that. We We say there are, we occasionally have moms say, well, the wedding's at five. Do the men have to wear black or gray? And we're like, there's no rules anymore. Do whatever you want. It's up to the bride. Whatever the bride wants, right. the bride will get. <laughs> Vera Wang recently told Insider that she hated the mesh trend. It was like uh, very see-through. And the illusion mesh. Yes. Mm-hmm. And she said she preferred a more uh, timeless piece for dresses. So I wanted to play a fun game with you. Okay. Called Love It or Leave It. And we're going to do wedding trends, and you'll tell me your opinion on them. 
All right. Okay. White dresses for the bridesmaid. Love it or leave it? Leave it. Leave it. <laughs> Let me throw in one thing, though. Okay. We actually don't have a single white dress in our store. They oh. are light ivory and other shades like sand or blush. But true mm. white looks blue indoors. It looks cheap. It does. It, it reflects blue. It is not a good color. It's not a good color for most people's skin tones. So we actually don't have any white. But light oh. ivory looks like Look. white. It's just a little warmer. Okay. This is kind of a newer trend. Um Leaving kids out of the reception. Love it. (laughs) (laughs) I love kids. I've got three of them myself. They're wonderful. I never once brought them to a wedding because I didn't want to spend the whole wedding wrangling them. Like, leave them at home with a babysitter. I agree. I agree. Or put them in their, like, own kids section and and hire someone to watch them. Well, that's an alternative, too. If if you have the money. Right. (laughs) Um, Oh, Mesh long white gloves, the see-through long white ones. I'm loving the new the, the glove thing right now. I think it's a lot of fun. I, I agree with you on that one. <laughs> I think we're bringing that one back. Ooh, um, proposals at weddings. Mm, leave it. Yes. Don't, don't take the attention away from the bride and groom or the bride and bride or the groom and groom. And then they have to pretend it. to be happy for you, even though they're like, what the heck? um ooh, short wedding dresses like above the knees love it because let let the bride do her own thing um long veils with words written on it you did veils so you have an opinion on this (laughs) i'm a little more of a traditionalist so i would probably say leave it leave it (laughs) um i don't know if this is a thing i read this online renting a wedding dress we have people call us all the time and ask us if we rent, and it's much more common in Europe. Okay. Uh, it's not so, common in the States. It's a different business model. So it's not what I would recommend because I'm in the business of selling wedding gowns. <laughs> but I got to admit, you know, it's not a bad idea. Um, this last one, I feel like I know what you're going to say already. <laughs> uh, eloping. Oh, Absolutely. Go for it. That's what makes you happy. I, we have some beautiful pictures of, of uh, couples that have eloped to Cabo, to the desert. Um, gosh, a couple of them in California, Sonoma. Beautiful pictures, gorgeous elopement. It, there are different descriptions of, of elopements. Oh, a lot of times yeah. we'll call a, a micro ceremony, which just means a micro wedding is a very small wedding. We can call that an elopement. Traditionally, an elopement is just the the couple, and that's oh, it. Oh, okay. Redo my question then. What is it called when they just go to the courthouse? A courthouse wedding. Oh, okay. I thought that was an elopement. Not necessarily, no. no. Courthouse wedding is just, yeah. Courthouse wedding. Change the question. Okay. (laughs) Courthouse wedding. Love it or leave it? Love it if that's what works for the couple. I, I, again, I'm going to say leave it. (laughs) I am going to say leave it. What am I going to tell my kids? Oh, remember that one time I married your father. We went to the courthouse and then we got Ruby Tuesdays (laughs) afterwards. This is I hear you. I I hear you. It is a lot more fun to have a wedding. 
But, but you know that the situations are different for everyone. But okay, <laughs> if they're doing a destination one like the ones you were saying, I'm mm. for it. I love it. Got it. I just don't Got know it. how you you send the dress. Do you have to buy an extra seat on the airplane? No. You your dress is in a bridal bag. When mm -hmm. you get on the airplane, you are carrying it with you. You hand it to the um attendant Sorry, the uh, flight attendant. Flight attendant, thank you. I'm like attendant, flight attendant, um, and say this is my wedding dress, and they will put it in the captain's closet for you. Oh, okay. Never check your bag. Uh, never check your wedding dress. <laughs> that can be disastrous. Yes. What is your personal favorite wedding dress trend right now? I love beading, beading, and clean classic. I. Mm. My number one favorite dress in my shop right now is a sheath. So it's a straight form-fitting dress. Doesn't even flare at the bottom, not a fit and flare, just a sheath. And it is satin with horizontal lines of beading mm -hmm. about half an inch apart. What it's do you, gorgeous. What do you feel about those? straight dresses where there's almost like no beading. I'm thinking Meghan Markle. Mm -hmm. like Clean classic. Clean. I love a clean classic dress. I really do. As much as I love lace, I also love a clean classic dress. Those are really timeless. I feel like you could... Very timeless. You could definitely pass those on to your yes. kids and it would still work. It would. It is very, very rare for a daughter to want to wear her mother's dress. Amen. It happens occasionally, but it is pretty rare. And I would say to anyone buying a dress... Don't think about your daughter wearing it because they're probably not going to want to. <laughs> but one of the things I can do is take a little piece of it and make a garter out of it. Maybe put it on a veil, something like that, so do, that you have it with you. With you. Do people are they still doing the garter trend? Where? Um, it's about half and half. Okay. I I totally understand when someone tells me that they don't want to do a garter toss. It can get a little vulgar. It can be a little, it can also just be fun. Yeah. But sometimes it gets a little over the top and I completely hear them. I do tell the brides to consider doing just a keepsake garter. I, I make garters in sets. Usually there's a smaller mm -hmm. toss because that's just going to end up in some guy's pocket <laughs> and your keepsake garter. If you're not going to do a toss, do your keepsake garter. I found a picture. Um, I found my mother's garter taped behind her wedding picture, and I didn't even know it was there. Aww. And now I, I have my mother's wedding picture, and it's her bridal portrait, I should say. It's not her and my dad, but it's just her looking gorgeous in her 1953, I believe, dress. Um, and I have the, the garter over the corner of the frame. And it's in an antique piece of furniture. My shop is furnished with all antique pieces and vintage pieces. And uh, it, it was a lovely thing to find. It's a nice thing to pass down that, the garter. Yes, I would prefer that any day. Like yes. Passing yeah. down the garter, I think, is so just so sentimental and cute. Yes, it's a lovely thing. And your daughter or granddaughter or whoever is much more likely to use it or wear it or have it with her than she is going to wear your wedding dress. So it's a nice small thing to pass down. And speaking of 1950s, ooh, actually, I don't know if this is 1950s. What is your favorite wedding celebrity dress? Mine was Grace Kelly, but I don't know if that's 1950s. 
Grace Kelly, I think she might have before been that. Six. I'm not sure either. Uh, we don't know, but I was obsessed. <laughs> that was that was a beautiful dress. Wow, that's a that's a tough question. I mean, Princess Diana seems so cliche, Aww. but I got married for the first time. Uh, <laughs> in the 80s so i had the kind of the, the the i had the puff sleeves so i have to admit i do have a fondness for diana's dress with those huge sleeves they were they were fun speaking of a trend coming back that is that is very much back yes and it's mostly the bigger cities new york chicago it takes about three to four years for it to filter down south. So mm. although our designers are now offering it, we're not buying it much yet because the brides aren't used to seeing it. They will get used to it. It, it all filters down. <laughs> I, even though I think it's like the craziest look, it's so fun. It is fun. I, I just can't get over how fun it is. And, it, and it's even coming back just in normal dresses where they'll wear the poofy sleeves and it's kind of thin around the chest, and then it's poofy again. Right. It's like right. it looks very Barbie mania. Yes. Yes. Very. It's a fun silhouette for yeah. sure. Yes. Um, Savannah has very high competition in the wedding industry. Yes. What would you say are key elements to a, a successful bridal shop? For us, it's being elegant but comfortable. We don't want to be snooty. We welcome everyone. We don't care if your wedding is in two weeks, two hours, or it's a lot easier. You're going to get more what you want if it's about a year away. But yes. we we take care of everyone as, as well as we can. Our space is warm and cozy and inviting. We have room for two parties at the same time. We have two dressing rooms. We only double book on Fridays and Saturdays. If you want the whole shop to yourself, do a weekday appointment, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. But we want the brides to feel comfortable and have fun. Mm -hmm. A lot of brides, if we're the first shop they're going to, they are nervous. Mm -hmm. And we want them to know, you can't do anything wrong. It's fine. Everything is fine. It'll yeah, work out. It'll all work out. And we want you to have fun and enjoy yourself. There's exceptions. Again, some brides, we've heard some of the guests say to the bride, oh, you can come back here as many times as you want and try on as many dresses as you like. Well, maybe not really quite like that. And, and I've also heard that you shouldn't look at a dress too much because it's going to be harder to recreate the very first time you saw it, that love that you had for it. That can be true. It, it's also, don't, and, and don't try on too many dresses. You're just going to get confused. Yeah. Also, come in with an open mind. Brides mm. fall in love with pictures that's on a size two, <laughs> six foot one model. Most of us do not look like that. There is Amen. a dress out there for everyone. Nikki, how can the listener support you? Shop local. Shop local. Shop local. You heard it here first. <laughs> Nikki O'Connell, thank you, thank you, thank you. Well, you've you been are such a so gem. welcome. It has been a pleasure. That's what's out. That's what's in. See you next week on Next Week's Trend. Follow me 
at Take It Off Show, and I'll see you next Tuesday at 5 p.m.